We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Ave Maricela Everybody, Steve with Sense of Fidelium coming at you on the 29th of February, 2020. It's not hump day. It'd be a leap year day, I guess. And with Father Daniel Heenan of the Fraternity of St. Peter down south of the border in Mexico. Father, glad to have you on here. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Uh, could you give us a little uh, background on or just a little conditions of uh your missions down there in Mexico and Guadalajara in Mexico City, if I'm correct, and uh, just a little brief overview of uh, the situation. Or you working? Uh, yeah. So, so the Fraternity of St. Peter has um, we have apostolates in Guadalajara uh, in Mexico City. We've been in Guadalajara for uh, just over 11 years now. Mexico City started later, and. Um, you know, we've we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of good growth down here. Um, the traditional mass is still rather small uh, compared to in the U.S. It takes a little bit longer to catch on uh, different challenges that we have. But um, you know where we've been able to go and and celebrate masses. It seems like people here are by nature very traditional still. So um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential, I'd say. Yeah, indeed. I remember uh, I just always jealous about the uh, history of Mexico and the family unity that they have and the, the inbred of Catholicism. They got that in their blood almost. Uh, yeah, just there's that book, uh, No God Next Door. We're going all poor uh -huh. Mexico. <laughs> but uh, well, the, faith is, the faith is under attack here, too. I mean, in, in different ways. It's actually quite sad because I, I tell people, you know, you see a country like Ireland that was once so Catholic, so strong, and now you look at the state of the church, and that um, the same thing could happen in Mexico because there's a there's a tendency to just kind of take things for granted, and and um, you see the growth of Protestantism and different sects, the crazy ones like this. Uh, there's this uh, Luz del Mundo. I don't know if you've seen it in the news up there, but this the leader of this sect that started here in Guadalajara. He's now in prison in Los Angeles on like 20-something counts of all kinds of disgusting things. And he's their apostle, you know. But he's got lots of followers. Good grief. Uh, one thing that we brought Father on here for is uh, one thing that I saw was uh, there was a video on um, – oh, I can't – Vox. Or not, I think it was Vox or something like this. They talked about how 
Muslims were tearing Catholics out of uh, the church in Houston. And I started doing it, put together a Spanish tab. Going, all right, I went all in on the Spanish. I've got it. It's, it's almost, I'm almost done with the New Testament in Spanish with commentary. It's really, it's getting there. But uh, a big thing is nobody here knows how to speak Spanish. I was at the uh, Eucharistic Congress in Charlotte, gigantic con conference. I had a stack of CDs of sermons, yay big, in English and Spanish. I have no more Spanish CDs. <laughs> but I don't know, I know very little Spanish along with everyone in the traditional community. So what Father's doing is this thing called the St. Juniper Sarah School. And can you elaborate more on this? I wish I, I, I would love to, if, you got, if I could just get on this and just be, you know, get in the program over the internet. I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> well, well you, you know your 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 brother was one of our first uh, alumni so he's a, maybe, maybe we can get him on to teach some spanish classes a, he would be full disclosure he's not the one to be advertising <laughs> no, so we started uh we started a immersion program down here a couple a couple of years ago for uh priests and seminarians um, so that uh, they can be immersed in the language, knowing that, you know, we have this great uh, influx of Spanish speakers in the U.S., and uh, the statistics are pretty startling. That I can't remember the number exactly, but it's, it's a, a large number of the, the Catholics across the border lose their faith, right? They get, they get sucked up by Protestants, um, or they, they, they become irreligious because they find another family or whatever, whatever the reason is. But um, we need to be able to reach out to them. And if, the, if traditional, the traditional faith can be effective in Mexico, uh, also for the, uh, the, the Hispanic folk in the U.S. So we bring seminarians up here or down here for um, nine weeks, nine-week program. They live in uh, Casa Cristo Rey. Um, and they get uh, four hours a day, six days a week of Spanish immersion, but also all the participation in the parish, um, different apostolates we have, missions are part of a week-long mission where we go door to door and they have to like trial by fire. They gotta go evangelize with the Spanish they've learned. Um, and um, yeah, everyone who's participated has, has uh, really, really loved it. But I think it's filling a need because Diocese, for instance, are sending seminarians different places to learn Spanish. But one thing we noticed that motivated us to do this is because we, we run into them here in Guadalajara. They get sent to go study Spanish, but they have no structure, right? So they, they might be living with a family taking classes, but they have to find out where they're going to go to mass, you know, to get involved in apostolates, whatever. They're just on their own. So we thought, why don't we give them a, a seminary sort of structure yeah. Um, and a full pastoral uh, experience. Yeah, makes sense. So it's not just for the fraternity, it's for all diocese seminarians, uh, priests that are currently already ordained to? Yeah, yeah. So um, we've, we've had a couple of priests come down and, and we kind of try to tailor the schedule for them because they usually, it's hard for them to get nine full weeks. Yeah. Um, so they can come at a different time and we can tailor make it for them. And, um, but yeah, we've had a mix of fraternity guys and then diocesan guys some religious orders who, who have come. And it's also a great opportunity for the seminarians to be immersed in, uh, in Spanish 
and also traditional stuff, you know, the, the traditional mass every day, the office, and then those cultural things that we were talking about, the, the cultural traditions that as Americans, we don't really have a lot of experience with, but to go out and do like uh, processions in the streets and everything that we can do in these, in these countries. Yes, if you go look on, uh, I think it's FSSP Mexico on Facebook, and you'll see the photos of the processions, and sometimes they have videos of it too. It's it's incredible how many people you get you get doing this. I mean, it looks like there's hundreds of people in the streets with you. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's funny where we are too because our our church is not in a very nice part of town, um, <laughs> so we have. We have some some uh, locales of ill repute uh, right around us, but yeah. we, we do a procession that uh, workers sometimes still come out and make the sign, make the sign of the cross. <laughs> There's still a little lingering piety there. Yeah. I remember uh, a story. Father Romanowski said something about walking out, and there were people stealing the uh, the rearview mirrors on cars. And says, "What are you doing? What are you doing you do as a mortal sin?" And they handed him the mirrors. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, what's the, uh, I guess, what would be the biggest obstacle and I don't know, what would be something like uh, objections that you would hear from the priests or seminaries why they can't make it down there and easy easy uh, ways to overcome those? So well, to get to the uh, school. Yeah, well, uh, some people are scared of getting sick. Um, so getting getting sick is a part of life in Mexico, but usually it's not that bad. You get a little Montezuma's revenge, but then he comes down and get on with get on with life. Um, so, um, uh, I think, um, there's, you know, there's some legitimate fears about, uh, the, the safety in Mexico. So I was at the dispel those, um, worries because yeah, like any big city, there's, um, there's dangerous parts and, but, um, you know, if, if you're smart and have common sense, then you don't usually run into anything, uh, grave or any, anything startling. So, I mean, we've, we've really not had much of a problem with any sort of safety um, where we are. Um, and um, with language learning in general, uh, the key is you can't be afraid to be stupid, right? You got <laughs> uh, to you you put yourself out there and make some mistakes. Again, your brother can give us some good examples. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> know why you didn't do better than he's, he's, he's perfect at that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but if you're, if, if you can be a little bit outgoing and not be afraid to make a mistake, which, you know, we who live here do it all the time, even still after many years, uh, yeah. then, then you, then you learn quickly. <laughs> Some called humility <laughs> or just be Mike. <laughs> you have a photo of him in the background. Be like this guy. <laughs> um does it cost anything to uh tuition wise is there a tuition for the program or uh yeah it's on our website i uh i should have had it right here i think it's i, I think the price is around uh six six thousand dollars for the nine weeks um which includes the uh the room and board your your uh, uh tuition for the classes so just said it's four four hours of, of lessons in small groups to usually two to four people, uh, plus opportunities for extra tutoring uh, a couple of times during the week. Uh, the the price includes a number of great trips, so uh, people who come down here and get to visit uh, Cristero Saints. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a trip to Our Lady Guadalupe. Um, we usually 
include a trip to Tequila, not, not, a, not a pilgrimage, but also worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, a great experience overall. Yeah, I think the, uh, one of the commercial videos you guys did years ago, I guess, I put it on the website and I'll link, Father's the link underneath for all the, everything we talk about will be on the show notes underneath the video, but including that video, which is basically, I think eight, nine minutes long of a few seminarians. I think they're probably now priests talking about their experiences in the program yeah. and it's it's eight to nine minutes of them just telling how joyful it was just being in the being around everybody and learning the language and their customs right yeah that, that's what the seminarians have commented on like it's one thing to sit in class okay class is always tough but the the practical experience um of living with the people seeing seeing the the catholic culture is great but the apostolic opportunities we have too um are, are really unique. I mean, not everywhere do, do we do you get the opportunity, and the culture enables it here. Like we, we have a, a street mission where you just we go out into the plaza. The seminarians have to participate in it. And we spend several hours just with all the people walking by, and, and we, we have a confessional on wheels we, we bring out there. So I think I think the seminaries get pumped up because sometimes you can feel like oh, there's so many rules and restrictions, and religion so private in the U.S. and just like but this is how it should be. Like we shouldn't have any fear. Yeah, I mean, we got the St. Paul Street Evangelization team here. I don't, I, I think they're overseas too. Yeah, because they yeah. have some Spanish, Spanish. You, they, are they down in Mexico? Well, we 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 use some of their material, and we've been yeah. we have a, a little uh, interaction with them, and uh, we've thought about trying to formalize that. But um, there's a few places in Latin America where I've seen they have they have chapters. So it's along those lines. Yeah, I had a great time doing that. It, I mean, it was in Denver and a couple times in Carolina. I had Mike our second time. He was a seminary. He was in Casco. I think it was his third year. And we're down the street from Bob Jones University, which is the anti-Catholic capital of the world. <laughs> and uh, they had the Vatican flag off on top of us. And uh, I, they said, all right, you, we're, we're doing the procession. You guys, us, are leading it. They go, all right, Mike, grab the flag. You're up. <laughs> Why? You're dressed. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> um, no, but I bet I bet just you know getting out of the studies and all this, he loved it. I can imagine those guys loving that too. It's great giving away medals and talking about the talking about what you love and uh, being yeah. able to do it for two cut two languages is just yeah incredibly bigger. And people are hungry. People are hungry. I'll yeah. tell you real quick one of my uh, one favorite anecdote of that, about that street mission. And I think it was when the seminarians were there, if I'm not mistaken. But um, we got in a debate with that group I mentioned, the Luz del Mundo. Uh, they started attacking the priesthood, you know, saying all these, saying all these things. And then they just got frustrated. They couldn't, they couldn't answer. So, so they left. They ran off all mad. So I stood up on a table, like a picnic table that's there in this plaza. And I had some, some rolled up to shout through. And I got the whole crowd to come and, and uh, stand in front of me. And I just gave a little sermon there and corrected all the errors. I said, they say this, but you should beware. This is absolutely false. <laughs> and people were applauding and shouting, Viva Cristo Rey. So it was, <laughs> it was yeah, I remember there was a story of, an, it was in LA, of a, one of those mega church places, I guess. And the pastor, Pastor John or whatever, he gets up and takes an Arle Guadalupe and just rips it right down the middle. And the, the it was a I remember the blog it was a blog on it. And at the end of it, it wasn't a Catholic one. It said the guy almost made it out 
before his life was taken. They, they basically bull rushed the stage. So it's just, they're, they're hungry for it, but they're not getting anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get, like I said, we got that here. I mean, we had, I mean, I mean, I had 200 CDs maybe of Spanish sermons that you guys did down there that I just turned in MP3s, burned it on the CD, go, here, gracias, just take it. And, you know, sermons, I have tried this good Spanish like good. And they all yeah. took it. I don't know how right. much they've listened to it or have gone anywhere, but hopefully it, something stuck. Oh yeah, when I did Uber, same thing. If I had anybody Spanish, uh, Spanish descent, I had CDs in the car, and I was just here. You go, and it was like I just gave them gold. They loved me for it. <laughs> right. Um, That's awesome. It's, it, as you said, it's just the evangelization spirit. Just get just doing it, and then again in another language to a group that could transform their own country if you get them, you know, focused on the right thing. Um, That's right. It's just incredible. Right. It, uh, it, does that into does that go into the uh, St. Uh, Francis Xavier missions any? Does that correlate or Yeah. Well, so we have um, we have the mission here uh, one of the weeks that the seminarians are here. So the one of the weeks they're not in the classroom, but they're uh, they're out in we can go out to this uh, small village about an hour or so from Guadalajara, and they camp out there. And we go every morning from like, I think we started like nine in the morning, nine to nine to one or two, knocking on doors. And we invite people to come to catechism we give in the church, in, the, in front of the church uh, in the afternoon. So the afternoon is catechism for different age groups, a rosary, and, and mass. And then it's also a chance for us to speak to them about the, the mass in general and the traditional mass in, in particular. Uh, on top of with the itinerary you got for that, what would be a common day uh, in the Juniper Sarah School? Um, so we, we start with uh, uh, lauds of meditation, um, I think uh, about seven o'clock or so. So up at, uh, at prayer first. Um, and then they, we have breakfast and then classes start like around nine or so. Um, and so there's four hours of classes uh, and they're divided in groups according to their, their abilities. And then the afternoons vary different days. So uh, one day we'll uh, have apostolate, for instance. Another day there'll be an opportunity to take a, a tour or some, some sightseeing. Another day we have, um, we schedule at least once a week dinners with families. So that's another way they get to uh, practice the language. We get, we get invited over to parishioners' houses and they have to, they have to speak. Um, and then um, periodically um, on the weekends, we're, we're organizing trips. So we'll go to another town or visit a shrine or something. Um, and then this year, we also, um, the, the weekend right before it starts, um, we're going to have Cardinal Burke here. We're going to have a priestly ordination, so it's a bonus. Uh, <laughs> the whole lineup of some great conferences. Um, we'll have simultaneous translation, English-Spanish. So even if they're arriving here without having learned it, without knowing any Spanish yet, they can still follow the, the conferences. <laughs> At least I'm putting together that Spanish Bible. I can read it. I just wish I could, what is that, in the matrix, <laughs> stick it in the back of my head and plug it in. I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, helping wise, you guys, do you guys need, I'm sure you guys need funding and things like that. Uh, do you need materials? If so, what? And if uh, they, where can they give that to you at? Or when can they send it to you? Well, so um, 
we can uh, usually we get shipments to the to the seminary to our Lady Guadalupe Seminary because then we can bring stuff down. It's cheaper than shipping it. So um, and since the seminaries come from there down here, so we're always happy to have um, donations for those street missions and the St. Francis Xavier mission. So any sort of sacramental rosary, um, the more the better because people just eat that stuff up. As far as our program goes. Um, uh, we would love to have people who want to sponsor a seminarian, for instance. Um, uh, that helps a ton. And we're doing some, uh, some accommodation to, to our house here. So uh, the program is housed in, in Casa Cristo Rey, where we also receive candidates discerning their vocation from Latin America who hope to go to the seminary. And we're, we're growing. This year, we had 16 uh, candidates come on our vocation retreat. I think I mentioned to you in an email, there's like four of them. When I asked them how you heard about tradition, they're like census fidelium. So thanks for putting <laughs> that stuff in Spanish. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're, we're trying to do a few little adjustments to the house to make it fit more people. Like our, our dining room is a little small, so we need to expand it. So very help, very grateful for the help and it helps directly priestly vocations. Amen to that. Yeah, the uh, I tell everyone if they want to get uh, sacramentals, go to the St. Paul Street Team store. It's cheap in bulk, and their great qual uh, quality is fantastic. And yeah, it's probably like ship it to uh, ship it to the seminary, put the like an ATA attention, Father Enan, and uh, yeah, go that route. Uh, more uh, rosaries, miraculous medals. Buy the necklaces that they sell too. So you, they can oh. put the necklace, put the necklace with the medal, so they can go ahead and put it over their neck. You go ahead, oh, yeah. save them a time, yeah, just give sure. a medal, and then they don't have anything to put it around. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'll, you can put my email with this. Uh, you know, if someone wants to contact me directly and ask about needs we yeah. have, I'll be happy to. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, what else? Uh, anything else you can think of off the top of the head? I'm pretty much out of questions on my end. <laughs> well, pray, I'm pulling a mic. Here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we appreciate the prayers because um, we're, we're kind of in beginning stages of, of the traditional movement in many ways here. So it's kind of, it's all exciting and there's lots of possibilities. We have our own little difficulties, lots of misunderstandings still, but um, yeah, we appreciate the we appreciate the prayers, and we hope to have a lot of vocations coming out of here too. Here's one I just thought of: uh, translations. Uh, as a culture, do they like one? Do they do like reading? Two are there mm. book titles that aren't translated? I know there's you got the there's a free book thing on web, on the web, but most people like the books. Are there books that you would love to see translated that aren't in Spanish? Oh, there's tons. Um, because resources about the traditional mass, for instance, are very few. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, we, we're working on a project already. Um, there'll be more information soon because uh, some seminarians are, are working hard on this. But we, we, we're in collaboration with a publishing house to get start translating lots of, lots of books. And we hope it'll eventually go both ways because there's also some old resources in Spanish that aren't available in English. So for instance, I think uh, you should see soon, um, many, you may know about the book, Treasure and Tradition, Great Picture Explanation of the, of the Mass. Yeah. So uh, that hopefully soon will come out in Spanish. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, if you got any ideas, too, that uh, you can think of, I know people that are very fluent uh, in Spanish that if you say, hey, can you translate this for you, I'm sure they could bust that out for you, as, well, nice. long as, as well as what you got going on right now. Um, nice. Thank you. Yeah, Fountain, I appreciate it. So, yeah, all the links we're talking about, his email address, et cetera, will be below in the show notes. Please click them up, help them out, prayers, funding, you name it, sacramentals. Uh, yeah, and, we're, we're, and, and for this program for San, San Junipero Serra, we're, you know, we, we especially want to get the word out to diocese now so that when they make their decisions about Spanish programs, that they consider us as, as, as an option. So if you have any contacts with, with diocese or seminarians, you want to send them this, this link, um, we'd love to talk to them. I know you guys with the Diocese of Charlotte Seminary who watched this, uh, tell Father Cal about some this. Charlotte have come. Yeah, yeah I some bet. I mean, guys have I, come. I met a ton of them at the conference and they, they love the channel. And so they're probably watching, but yeah, I'll send it to those guys too. And uh, I'm sure quite whoever's watching, don't be afraid to send it off to the Bishop, to your local priest. That's evangelization right there too. help us by sharing it to others. Just don't share it to a friend, share it to the priest. And uh, who knows, we might be able to yeah. evangelize the entire city, uh, cities in your area. Yeah. Uh, Thanks very much. I appreciate it. No problem. Father, can we get your blessing before you head? Yeah. Benedictus omnipotentis patris, afidii et spiritus sancti descendat supervos et maniat semper. Amen. Thank you, Father. God bless.